going to get new tires, what do you recommend? Oh my gosh, you will not believe <laughs> the thousands right. of everybody has an opinion. And again, you're going to love the tire you wheel because it works for whatever wheeling that you're doing. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tony and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show where we put the fun in off-road fun. Good God, that F you bothers me every time. This is just the this is just this is the only show where you can hear about Jeep owners talk about things about rocks, uh, mud, uh, thingies, and not get weird looks. So strap in, <laughs> grab your favorite beverage, and get ready to laugh, learn, and have a damn good time. We guarantee that after listening to us, you will want to play with your thingy twenty-four by seven. Oh my God! Don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> I called an audible. <laughs> Don't have <laughs> on, on tonight's uh, uh, news stories, ATMT or street tire? What the hell does all that mean, and what what difference does it make? And, and I'm and, and I'm sorry, Chuck. What are you what are you going to be talk th- talking about tonight? <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> I didn't do a fucking thing this week. <laughs> oh. And the must-have for your Jeep, some nice uh, KC Cyclone V2 rock lights. Uh, you need More them. lights. You, you, you need <laughs> them. More you, lights. Yeah. You need them before you come to the uh, off-road event because we're going to be doing some night wheeling. Yeah, I know we talked about it last episode, our last flagship episode, but uh, we moved it to here because uh, uh, <laughs> Chuck got chatty and we needed the, the extra well, room. It wasn't just Chuck. We were all having fun. What are you talking about? I'm, 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 I'm blaming Chuck. Would you rather I blame you? <laughs> well, you, you, well, I think we should blame Tony, Chuck. You and I should gang up on him. It's Tony's fault. Actually, I was really tickled it's about how much later. talking you were doing. I mean, it was, uh, you hear Chuck going, because Wendy was just going. It's not the internet. It's just Wendy overpowers me. Exactly. Well, She's got go things on. to say. Oh, and, this is, and actually, this you is. Ask me my opinion. If you want my opinion, you're going to get we, my opinion. Yeah, we absolutely cool. do. I, and I'm serious. I'm serious about this. It was great hearing you talk so much because you've gone what two years now without hardly talking at all because of of josh and i because we're just you know talking all the time so i actually appreciate it because i took a nap thank you (laughs) (laughs) so this is this is a great opportunity for me to mention this that uh uh, julianne from wrangler her and you are going to be putting on and i don't want to call it women only but women centric uh episodes for the jeep yeah, talk show it's gonna uh, be fun. once twice a month we'll see we'll see how it goes but we're really looking forward to that and and no i my voice is not going to be on it chuck's voice isn't going to be on it it's going to be uh, oh shit julianne <laughs> chuck's all surprised like right now <laughs> this is what happens I'm when like, you don't come I to the morning meetings like let me hang out with the girls man i, I dig <laughs> girls a lot oh i do too it's gonna be a lot of fun i want to be there because i'm gonna be recording it but this is gonna be julianne and wendy uh just uh and, and a bunch of women maybe some men but uh talking about women so it's gonna be a, a nice uh safe place where men aren't pushing you around you know kind of like here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can hold my own let's go there you go <laughs> Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and just like Tony said, I'm just super excited about our new Monday episodes coming up on Mondays. Now, not every Monday we're going to be doing a couple rolling them out, but you got to listen to the show to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Four episodes a week now, going to five. And this is Chuck, and I don't do anything extra for the show, but I finally got Dad's Jeep washed for the trip. So anyone showing up to the trip will see a clean, 
ish CJ5. Yeah, and we're talking about the third annual Jeep Talk Show Off Road uh, Texas event at Hidden Falls Adventure in a Park. Days. Yeah, yeah, in, uh, in on June the third. Uh, and uh, we're going to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's 8 a.m. Central Time if you're traveling from another time zone, which we do have a few people that are. And uh, we're going to be meeting mm-hmm. at Area B. If you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash event, no S, event, and you will uh, pull up the page with uh, the, the latest information. And if you want to, you can fill out the form uh, for a headcount. No comments mm-hmm. for you, Josh. No comments for you, Josh. <laughs> See? See where you went with that? <laughs> this is so much bullshit. All right. So I could have gone another direction, and you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. uh, are skid plates necessary? No. You want me to go first? I, anybody? <laughs> it, it, this is a, a buffet. Whoever wants to go first is fine with me. Well, again, no, we're gonna go, you're going to go back to... Uh, what kind of wheeling are you going to do? So if you're a brand new Jeeper and you're just on, you know, regular trails, basic fire roads, fun stuff, you know, driving to the mall and back, you don't need them. I mean, honestly, you're not going over anything. However, the minute you start getting into medium and or black diamond or difficult trails, you need to start thinking about what do I want to protect underneath and what skid plates do I want? There's a lot of different systems out there. And things that you could do, parts where it's just protecting one section of the undercarriage or the whole section. Um, there's aluminum versus, I forget what the other model, what is it? Uh, steel, right, Corbus, Tony? Yeah, Corbomite. Corbomite is, uh, is what yeah. you're thinking of. So there's all kinds of different <laughs> options. Um, finances can come into play. It may not be the first thing that you choose to upgrade your Jeep with, and uh, but it will be something you're going to definitely oh, no. need. It's so boring. Nobody can start. see it unless you're rolling over them, you know? So. Yes, but they're awesome when you're out on trails and you got big, huge boulders and you're using them to do the little rock dance, we call it a rock ballet, where you're kind of skidding around with your rock sliders and you use those skid plates and you don't care. You're not worried about damaging underneath and well, you're able to get home. I think that if you have skid plates, you don't need as big a boulders uh, to go over things. <laughs> if you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so let me ask you this, Chuck. Uh, what do you think? Is a, is a full skid system something that you should get? Or maybe just put the skids where it's the most advent- advantageous place to put them? I, I think Wendy had something perfect to say, and, and it's, what are you willing to damage? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, of course, I come from the very old school, smaller Jeeps. There was no skid plates. Yeah, I mean, they had a factory one that was just underneath the, the, the transmission, and that was kind of it, and it just kind of like dug into stuff. Uh, the newer Jeeps, you know, I, I know a lot of guys that have done the newer Jeeps and have done the Rubicon, Ford Ice, Ducey, and... They don't have skid plates, and they just know that, hey, and you're going to damage this and damage that, and they're okay with it being bent up. But uh, if you're not under that kind of um, thought process or disposition, and you want to have that um, like peace of mind, absolutely, man. Put some skid plates underneath there and, and do your thing. I don't necessarily think that they're, like they're needed. But if you want that peace of mind, absolutely do it. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. I have a theory that uh, skid plates don't really do that much for you. They can, but they don't do so much for you as they just make you feel more, uh, feel better about that screeching noise <laughs> that you're, you're getting right. when you're dragging over things. Well, <laughs> and, and, and it also depends on what you're doing and where you're wheeling. 
you know, obviously here in Big Bear and surrounding areas, we have a lot, a lot of rocks. And, and Chuck knows in California, there's a lot of that kind of terrain. So it is mm -hmm. a peace of mind for us. I know that I can go over things that I might not normally be able to do. Um, obviously, our lift helps, our tires help, driving, picking the right line. You know, we don't intentionally have skid plates on to go out and see what I can run it over and see if I can hit them. The idea is actually to not use your skid plates and not have them, but just in case you come down right. hard or something happens and you come off of a rock or the rock moved and you weren't sure about it, all of a sudden you're not worried anymore. You've got your rock sliders, you've got your skid plate system. We know that we're not doing major damage underneath. And for us, we drive it. So it's, you know, if we're going to drive to a location wheel, we got to drive home. So we're not, you know, so we have to think about that. So for us, it made sense for the kind of wheeling that we're doing to have it on there. Oh, and what did you say the other benefit of the uh, the skids were, the full skid system? It protects the goodies underneath from thieves. Yes. So you can't get, you know, they're not going to come and be able to take that catalytic converter because they're going to need some special tools to get into that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that this is a little bit different because this is not a belly pan skid plate, but I, I rem my dad's Jeep, I mean, anyone coming out to the to the event we'll see he, he put a draw bar on the back end of his jeep and I, I don't know why but it's still there and i got rid of all my draw bar crap and dad would use it as a skid plate to come off of rocks off of shelves can, can you and explain what that, that is yeah yeah tell me what that is because i don't know yeah, what that means i don't know what that is i've never heard that term so on on a cj you, you didn't really have anything after the the rear tires i mean there was like this these brumperettes and that was it so he he put a draw bar on there and it's kind of like a, a hitch a tow hitch without oh, the square receiver and it's it. just this it, it kind of hangs down from the tub yeah. and he would just drag ass and we always knew it he'd come down off a rock and he would just drag ass and he was totally fine with it well i did a you know when i did mine my cj you know i got rid of all of that crap so i didn't want to hit anything and dad just always kind of thought it was an old school, hey, man, if, if I'm hitting this giant piece of steel, I'm not going to screw up my tub. And I, I have screwed up my tub a time or two. But, you know, I mean, that that's just you know to each their own. And dad would look at me like, you need to put something on there. And I'd look at him going, well, if you got rid of it, you wouldn't hit it. You know, and, and <laughs> there, there's that, that thought, too. You know, I mean, I, I know some guys that, you know, they, they look at the belly pans and go, well, if it wasn't there, you wouldn't you know, drag the belly, you know, and you're like, well, it's there. You're not going to hit the transfer case. And I, I get it a hundred percent. I mean, there's, there's multiple different minds on something like this. Mm -hmm. I and like the no idea one, of, no right. I like the idea of full skids, mm -hmm. but you know, I don't really have uh, much choice uh, with the gladiator. It is so long and there's so much ass behind the wheels. Something's going to drag. I mean, if, unless it's like a, a minimal, uh, shelf or, or minimal drop, something's going to drag, and it's going to drag back there. Right. And again, it goes back to peace of mind and the type of wheeling you're doing. So it's important for you to have them. If you never went off-road, Tony, you wouldn't necessarily need them. I'm going to stop. I've decided uh, I don't <laughs> like that noise. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> you're going to say, just go, just go to Ulta, go back, and be done with it. Uh, oh, maybe I could get put on a a, a Bud a Budweiser can or something. I mean, I, I don't oh, drink geez. beer, but uh, oh, yeah, making money. Man. I don't know making what that money. has to do with makeup, but I mean, what is Bud Light and 
makeup have anything to do with each other i don't know i think i asked you this question already uh chuck you jump in too wendy why do people drink light beer if you're going to drink water drink water if you're going to drink beer drink beer get the get the good stuff you know the stuff that's beer i think it makes them feel good because they think they're doing something they they think they're being manly is what you're saying uh, I is it, <laughs> uh, I, I'm I not sure just, light beer is manly, is it, Chuck? <laughs> I fucking hate both of you. You're totally like doing a dig right now. <laughs> no, I was just I, asking. Oh, I didn't think hey, it was. It's not always all about you, Chuck. <laughs> hey, I drink yellow bellies for a long time, and I've got the belly to prove it. All right? So we don't drink yellow bellies anymore, which is Coors Original. Now we drink Coors Light. Okay. So that's why well, there's so me, many choices in the beer case. But let me ask you a question, a similar question. I'm really interested in your answer, Chuck. God damn. Bacon God damn it. or turkey bacon? I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love turkey. Turkey is so yummy. <laughs> so uh, did we decide to you, do you for a wrangler or a gladiator and i'm talking about even the sports or the the, the base models the, of those vehicles do you need to add any uh, skids or can you take it off road with the factory skids and, and and as far as i know factory even the base models have skid plates they at least yes, have a skid place can. over the, the the transfer case you can go you can go factory wendy and i've said this over and over again it's peace of mind Yes. That the larger skid plates are peace of mind. You can take it from the showroom. You can go tomorrow, buy yourself a brand new what the fuck ever, and take it to a you know, <laughs> what color is those coming up? <laughs> whatever. You can go Red. and take that Jeep yeah. and have a wonderful time. You don't have yes. to change anything. That's true. It's just the peace of mind and. and how hard of a part of the trail that you want to take. That's it. You can take a Jeep off-road tomorrow from the factory. That's you right. don't need any of this bullshit. And you can yeah. get it back home. I want to make sure that you understand. He's not saying you can take it out there and it stays. It'll go there and come back. <laughs> well, and you know, that's right. something that we do with uh, Trails 411 when we train and we have students come out that have brand new Jeeps. They are stock. And we're taking them through stuff that you would think you needed to have a lift. Or you have to have skid plates or things like that. We're showing them what their Jeeps are capable of, brand new, right off the showroom floor. So, Chuck is correct there. Very capable rigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, ATMT or street tire. Is there another one that I'm that I'm missing? I mean, I remember ATMT, the, but what's that? The, R, the RTXs are out now. Toyo has one. Nexon's coming out with what, one. It's kind of a cross... That? It's a cross between an AT and an MT. So you have oh the. Oh my God. It's got the AT ability for being quiet on the highway and the MT kind of having sort of the tread patterns to give you traction. Um, they're kind of interesting, actually. We've done some tire testing on the Toyos and um, they're pretty good. And, and Nexon's coming out with uh, an RTX. I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's an RTX. I'm going to use that for a better word because uh, I don't have their exact name yet. But um yeah again can you can you say what your opinion is on on the rtx's or whatever these combo tires or what you for the toyo yeah actually they did very well um paul crawford who has that gladiator Uh who runs with us a lot he's been running those he's on a he went to moab 30 days and then toured all through colorado and whatever he's in uh, arizona right now loves them and they're fabulous for wheeling so the testing that we did they did great they went over the rocks 
Um, they don't grip quite as much as, let's say, my Nexans MTs. Yeah, I wouldn't expect um, them to, though. But that's because it's a different tire. Right. But they're a little bit quieter. Not that the Nexan MTs are that quiet or are, are not quiet. Um, I mean, they're I not loud. Yeah. No, they're not loud. Where other MTs might be louder. Um, so overall, I think it's a really good tire. It gives you the benefit of having both. Um, being able to have that AT plus an MT, but you're not really you're in the middle somewhere. So, is it yeah. is it worth mm. not having an MT for an RTX? I'm going to go back to the same thing I've been saying for the last two episodes. Depends on what you're doing for wheeling. I personally love my MTs, especially the Nexon MTXs, because of the way they grip. I'd only have to go down to 14 PSI. I can crawl just about any dang thing you put that Jeep up to. It'll take it, and those tires are fabulous. That's my opinion on the Nexons. But other people are running other MTs and doing rock crawling and crazy stuff. ATs are really designed more for the highway and they give you traction and they help you with rain and snow and possibly, you know, a little bit of mud. But there's people who love their ATs. So the tire companies are coming up with something kind of a hybrid right in the middle to go after other segments of the market. And I think you're going to see those mostly going on probably like Subarus and maybe some trucks, light duty trucks are trying to get off road is my guess. Um, again, I'm not in that market. I don't sell tires. So therefore I, I don't know that part, but yeah. So Chuck, you probably take it for granted that you know what tire to go out and buy, or even if it's a tire that you're not familiar with, you can look at the specs or look at the tire itself and decide if that's the kind of tire you want to put on your, your Jeep or your uh, commercial rigs. Where, where that's a very daunting task for people that are brand new to picking tires. Absolutely. They're used to just pulling in and going, hey, this is my vehicle. What tires well, are supposed to be on here? No. And, and they put well, them on there. Tony, get this. If you're following any Facebook pages of any kind of group of off-road wheelers, whether it's a Jeep group or 4x4. If you're going to say, somebody, can I put 35s on this without cutting no, the lift? seriously. <laughs> no, what happens is, you know, if someone says, hey, I want to get new tires, what do you recommend? Oh, my gosh. You will not believe the thousands right. of everybody has an opinion. And again, you're going to love the tire you wheel because it works for whatever wheeling that you're doing. Yeah. We, we've been fortunate with Don Alexander to be involved in tire testing. So we understand how tires work, how they move, what they're designed to do, yada, yada, right? So there's certain tires that I, I look at when I get a student, I'm thinking, oh dear, you know, because I know that the traction's not going to be there. It's, it's going to be a stiffer sidewall. It's harder to air down. So again, what are you going to do and go wheel? I think the hardest thing for newbies is they buy this brand new Jeep and they say, I want to go and get into this more. And somebody out there recommends a tire. And I'm not saying there's bad ones out there. There may be. And there's good ones out there, of course. But they're not getting connected with people that have gone out and are wheeling and give them good advice. And so then they end up upgrading. And then they got to upgrade again and again. And part of that's just the experience. So if you're a newbie, just know that you may be having to check a few tires out um to see what's going on but it is daunting i can't even imagine being brand new trying to figure out what tire do i get and then you go to a tire shop and you say uh i need tires what do you have and again if you don't know oh, what and there's no telling really, how, how what they're going to tell you no all kinds of things Crazy. yeah it's like taking your jeep to a, a, a mechanic shop where they don't work on jeeps I mean, they, yes. they they may work on grands or compasses or something like that, but they don't work on anything that's been modified. 
with this heavy-duty crap and the suspension system and the skid plates and oh my god i i'm just waiting until i get the the full skid system on the gladiator and i take it in for an oil change and they go um up and they're hitting the the bottom of the tool on the, on the, the metal trying to make it where does it go in you know <laughs> well you got to take that plate off uh so you can get in there really yeah <laughs> so chuck what did so uh, I, you you wrote you you ran what 30 31s on your scrambler for a long time didn't you I ran 33s on the Scrambler Was for it? a very okay. long time. I thought, I thought you had said 31s. I, I remember the day that I brought my first Jeep home with 33s, and my dad, uh, he just looked disgusted <laughs> at me. It was like nine You kids today. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, he's had his coffee, and I had my tall boy beer, and I was actually drinking Bud Light then. And uh, oh, and cool. he looked at me, and he goes, man, I, I thought I taught you how to, taught you how to drive. And I looked at him, and I was like, what are you even talking about? He goes, well, what the fuck do you need those big balloon tires? And it was $33.50. And I'm like, what? Do you, what? He goes, oh, I'm so disappointed in you, son. You know, and now I've got 35s, which is a big deal. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, tires is, ha, has been the, the argument of Jeepers since the beginning of Jeeps, right? Yes. Do you need them? Don't you know i mean it, it's the drivability versus this that and the other and you know i give john a bunch of shit about it and i think that's why him and i just get along so well because I, I i gave him so much hell and, and here i have 35s now and you know old man dad you know he just makes fun of me because i can't drive anymore because i've got to have these big tires and uh, i'll be honest with you man i have a small fortune in tires like the the amount of vehicles that we have on the ground and and you really think that you know what you're talking about. And uh, Chad is my tire guy. I mean, we're, uh, we have each other's cell phone numbers. And if I need stuff, he just, just gets it and then charges me. And I remember sitting in there one day and, and I put my foot in my mouth like an idiot, which is pretty common for me. And we were talking about AT versus MT. And I said, yeah, you know, I... I'm a part of this fucking Jeep show, and Tony... That's not the know, legal name, by the way. <laughs> I yeah. think he got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you got all terrain and you got mud terrain, and Tony's over there going, maximum traction. And, you know, I'm kind of making fun of Tony and making fun of the show and having all this stuff. And Chad looked at me and he goes, well, well, idiot, it is, it is maximum traction. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like, it's not mud terrain? He goes, no, retard. <laughs> What are you talking about? And I'm like, I've been buying mud terrain tires wrong for 40 years. That's what I always <laughs> called them at first. I called them mud terrains. And then I yeah, saw, I, I read I it someplace. Do. Yeah, I read it someplace that it was maximum traction. And I went, yeah, oh. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, because, you know, you, you, you can bruise the mud. You know how, you know how the, 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 <laughs> the world lovers are. You can bruise the mud, so we don't bru- bruise mud. We just, this is the maximum traction. So no, I I, right. I had to make that correction. So you're not the only one. Yeah, and uh, when um, I don't remember what tires I was running. I mean, I I run through a lot of tires on these bigger trucks, and you know we're the guys building the roads, so we have to have maximum traction tires on our trucks because sure. you're always in mud, always you know off road. And um, I, I don't remember which what tire it was. It's it's what I run on my Jeeps, and I threw it on a one ton, and it lasted like. 17,000 miles or something. Oh my goodness. And I brought and I brought it to Chad and Chad's like, "Yeah, man, it's just too soft and your yeah. truck's too heavy." Like, 
you know, I, I just don't even think about that kind of stuff because, quote, it looks cool, and it did. I mean, yeah. it looked sexy, yeah, but it just could not handle the weight of the vehicle. So I just kind of looked at him, and I signed a check, and I walked away, and I was like, just put whatever on this truck that needs it. And uh, I, I don't remember what he did. I, I think maybe it's Toyos or something that are on the truck now, and they are lasting very, very good. And because he just... The tire guy knows, you know, what kind of rubber needs to be on there. And, you know, he was actually talking to me about, you know, the the outside of the tire has this kind of rubber. And then as you get farther in, it gets harder or softer and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, wow, there's so much shit on these vehicles that, you know, all these tires that I haven't. I mean, it's way I th- over my head. I favorite. think there's a lot more to tires now than what there were, like back when your dad was doing the off-road right. stuff. Uh, there, there were no such thing as off-road tires. You just got tires, and maybe I, th- I think maybe you would get tractor tires if you wanted to get something really big. You go to the, dad would go to the fucking co-op and buy tires for like $15, and then they'd just put them on there. They would never balance them or anything, and that's what you drove. You know, it was just the co-op, which the co-op is, would be the, the grain elevator, you know, that, like you said, tractor tires, and they put them on the, on the Jeeps. Nowadays, the technology that are in these things is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if you're not talking to a professional tire guy, like everybody else, I mean, let's be honest. I've been in the Jeep and for all of my life, plus my mom's womb, you know, and you're like, I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. So, like, um, oh, there's, listen a, there's to so much to it. And I just want to make one yes. correction. You have a good tire guy. I will not say all tire guys are good. Uh, you have a tire guy right. that you trust. So uh, you being a newbie out there, just just so you don't feel confident about anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you you can't be certain that they know about it. Ask them if they know about off roading. Ask them if they have a Jeep or if they've ever owned a Jeep, and then make sure it's a real Jeep that they owned and, and not like a a Compass or something like that, because that's not that's going to be a little different than an off roading Jeep. I'm not trying to be hateful here. Right. I'm just saying you want to talk to somebody right. that knows things about tires for your vehicle. Hell, even a Toyota, a, a Land Cruiser or something is going to be better than somebody that knows all about Prius tires or, or something along those lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I, I dig Chad is Chad listens to the show and he owns a Gladiator. So he completely understood where I was coming from. He knows all the Jeeps. He's put Perfect. tires on all the Jeeps. And, yeah, like he, he, he's the kind of guy that'll look at you and go, well, what's the weight of your vehicle and what do you do? And he mm-hmm. looks at me all the time like, hey, is this truck going to tow? Because if, if, if you're always going to tow, like, don't throw these tires on there. Throw that tire on there. Right. Like, 100%. So, so what color is uh, Chad's Gladiator? And there's no wrong answers here. Right. <laughs> right. It's not red. It's gray. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chad. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm glad he listens to the show. Yeah. I'm just sorry we lost him as a listener. <laughs> we haven't lost him. He's just fine. Don't even worry about it, Chad. We love your great gladiator. And you guys correct me if this is the, the wrong uh, information here I'm, I'm giving before we wrap up this uh, this little tire segment we have. If you go with maximum traction, that means it's going to be increased rolling uh, uh, resistance. I was going to say distance, uh, rolling resistance, and that's going to affect your MPG, also known as miles per gallon. 
So if you want to be one of the cool kids, it's going to cost you both in the price of the tires and the ongoing use of the fuel. It's not Amen. that bad. No, it's not, but it is a little worse. So uh, I don't want anybody going out there. The ATs will be a little better. Uh, the narrower of the of the tires, uh, the better it will be. Uh, but it's a mm-hmm. Jeep, damn it. It ain't going to get you uh, 50 miles per gallon. Yeah, quit being a pussy. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, radios, uh, let's... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I think I think I've asked each one of you guys already, uh, Chuck, and uh, you uh, went. Actually, I know Chuck. I know what radio you have or had in your scrambler. Uh, you got one of the ones that I told you to get. You, do you know those things are sold out now? Nobody can find them. There was some some people going to the the event. I, they, they can't find them. What what radios? I, I have boxes of them. It's the the Wushan. Yeah. Well, that. you bought two, didn't you? Yeah, I've got I've got some of them sitting here in the office. But you got yep. more than two. Yeah, there. It's not for sale. <laughs> I was just, I was just surprised because I knew you bought two. I didn't know that you had bought more than uh-huh. that. Those I are did. really nice radios. Uh, They're and, great. And I and did you hear the the answer to that, uh, Wendy? Which which one we're talking about? Yes. So uh, I think it is very much built like a ham radio, like an Icom or a Yezu, maybe even Kenwood. I'm not a big Kenwood fan. Uh, so that's the, one of the reasons why I like it. And, it, and the faceplate is removable. So you can mount the, mm-hmm. the, the base part of the radio, the big part, I guess, uh, someplace else, and then run a wire. And then the fl- faceplate with all the knobs and the, the screen and everything like that is wherever you can fit it in your Jeep. And it's really difficult to find a good spot for a radio in a Jeep. So having that, uh, that kind of functionality built into the radio, I think, is, is, is a great thing. Um, but the, the thing I wanted to ask is, uh, and I, I think both of you guys do, do the GMRS, but uh, do you know people that do CB, uh, and if you guys have ever heard of it, Zello, or maybe the two-way mm-hmm. internet handy talkies? Raise your hand if you don't know what I'm talking about on any of those. <laughs> um, well, we, we have uh, the GRMS handhelds, um, but we use it for training a lot because it's easy to talk oh, yeah, to yeah. students. And then we also have the Midland 50 watt, 50, is that what it's called? Not mm-hmm. 50 watt, yeah, the 50, 570. 50 is the maximum power on GMRS. Yeah, I think it was five, whatever that model uh, was they came M- out with. MT, I think it's MT, no, yeah, it's 575, yeah, the yeah. brand new one. It's about a year, maybe a year and a half old. Yeah, so we have that in the Jeep mounted, and then we also have a ham radio. So the 575 is neat because you don't have a removable face, but you can still mount the radio someplace else, and everything is yes. in the microphone. So yeah, we have it. Yeah, we have it hooked up top where you can get to it, but the case is down at the feet at our feet. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it works. Good foot warmer if it's cold outside too, especially if you're <laughs> running 50 watts. Oh, and by the way, you don't have to run 50 watts. In fact, I would recommend running low to medium power. Uh, most mm-hmm. of the time, and then changing it to 50 watts only whenever it's necessary. There's no yeah. reason to be running 50 watts all the time, especially if you're you're talking to somebody 50 feet away from you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's the, yeah. It's amazing how much we can hear on the on the handheld. You can't hear anybody else except in your group, right, because it's super small um, or, or short distance. But on the bigger unit, I can hear, we can hear all kinds of chatter going on it's like okay time to change the channel so not to preach too much here but the most important thing you will ever do with a two-way radio setup is install a good antenna and make sure it Mm -hmm. it is external to inside the cab there's there's not a lot of metal on on jeeps 
Uh, the, the top is fiberglass, but there is enough metal there <clears throat> and enough uh, body moisture uh, to reflect the signal and attenuate that signal. So uh, anytime you can have an external antenna, it's going to be amazing uh, how much better you can hear and how much better uh, people will be able to hear you. So, uh, But uh, CB is kind of the same way, but the problem with CB is the antenna is so much longer than a GMRS antenna. And the mode of operation is such that it generates, or I shouldn't say generates, it picks up a lot of uh, noise. So it gets, mm-hmm. get, gets very noisy to listen to, whereas the GMRS is FM. So it's, it by nature is not as noisy, and the squelch actually works. So you don't have to be listening to static all the time. Uh, that's probably one of the things that I like the most about GMRS over uh, CB. Have, uh, Chuck, have you ever heard of Zello? Uh, you actually talked to me about it, and I, I played with it a little bit with you and some of the listeners, uh-huh. like, um, I think it was Bill and John, and we, and um, maybe Larry, I think he was a part of it. We played with it a little bit last year, but then uh, I just moved on right back to CB and GMRS. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, Zello is pretty cool. It's just an application that you can run on your phone or your PC or your laptop, you do need internet access mm-hmm. for the communication, but it operates just like a two-way radio. And you, they actually sell radios that are just um, ways of connecting to the internet, but they look and act just like a radio, but you have to have internet service for them to work. But you potentially mm-hmm. can have worldwide communications clear, uh, just like we're talking here, uh, communication over Zello as long as you have a good internet connection. So that's kind of cool, and I actually, uh, it, and, and the thing, and the really neat thing was, when we had that, uh, damn it, I'm forgetting the name of the, uh, the tropical system, it was actually a hurricane, but it came in through here uh, in, uh, in the Houston area, and it just it kept training over the area, and we had, uh, I mean, just two streets back, there was houses flooded, and we never get flooding water here at the house. Um, um, not Irwin, not Iron. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, the, the, there was a group out of Louisiana that had come over here to help uh, the people that were stranded in the floods, and they were using Zello. <laughs> that was their communication that they were using uh, through their phones, uh, talking and coordinating rescues of people uh, in the, uh, the Houston and Katy area. So that, that definitely is one thing you can do. You just have to have internet access. Now, recently, uh, Chuck, I told you about these little handy talkies that I thought you might be interested in using uh, at, at your business so that you could talk to people really anywhere as long as there was a, yep. an internet connection. Uh, and mm-hmm. those are those little two-way internet uh, handy talkies. They look like really small walkie-talkies or handy talkies. And is, you, that a, mm-hmm. is that a FRS? No, no. This this is absolutely one hundred percent internet. Uh, there is okay. there is no radio waves at all, and uh, basically, I mean, there is radio waves, but it's wireless. Uh, the the cellular network. But these little things you put a uh, what's that little thing you put in your cell phone? The little a SIM card or whatever it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. You you take a you you buy service from T Mobile or whoever, and you get a SIM card. You plug that in the the walkie talkie, and now you're on the the cellular network. Uh, you're only using the internet portion of it. And uh, you can uh, you can talk to one person, or you can talk to a group uh, of any size that you want to make it. So you're just walking around with this thing, and as long as you got cell service, you can talk immediately on the on this little radio. That's why I was telling you, it's I think it's a little expensive because you have to have cell service for each uh, uh, handy talkie that right. you have. 
Uh, but if, mm-hmm. if it helps you with instant communication and you don't have to worry about dialing the number, waiting for somebody to answer, all the rest of that crap, because it would just be on like a handy talkie. And as soon as Chuck's voice came through, the guy would know that he needs to bust and move and get back to the boss. So uh, it's, yeah, it's it, just faster. I, I, think, I think a lot of the listeners would be surprised that when you start getting out to the rural areas, and it really doesn't matter what state you're in, whether it be California, you know, Nebraska, Florida, you know, New York, there's a lot of places where there is no internet access. Yep. And that's where the CB and GMRS radios really come in handy. And I'm a huge fan for, you know, um, um, FRS radio or family service radio and the GMRS radio and the CB where, you know, there's just, you don't have cell phone service. There is no internet you know, hell, I mean, look at that, the ranch here. I mean, half the time my freaking internet doesn't even work in my office, you know, and the, these are great. But, I mean, for, for those of us that are in predominantly rural areas or mountainous areas, you know, the, the internet is pretty sparse. Mm-hmm. Uh, scarce, I think is the word. Yeah. So, GMRS is the, is the creme de la creme. And if you're in a big area, and I, I, I'm a huge advocate for this, like if like you go to Jeep uh, events and you've got you and your friend and you've got GMRS stuff, I still run CB because not that many other people do. And if you hit your squelch right, the guy in front and the guy behind you, as long as you can see each other, you can communicate. And most people don't have CB. So you can chat with them and then get on the bigger net on the GMRS side and chat with the whole group on a, on a different handheld. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of what I like to do. Yep. Um, so with the, the handy talkies, uh, I remember you're us talking about uh, you getting, doing GMRS communication for 120 miles away. That ain't happening. Mm-hmm. So that, no, that would this, this, little, this little internet thing is what I was talking about for something like that. But right. yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, handhelds maybe five miles away, probably maybe three miles away. Uh, a, a mobile radio or a base station antenna uh, maybe five or, or six, seven miles away to a handy talkie further on uh, mobile to mobile. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but I'm an amateur radio operator and I like any excuse to have a radio. <laughs> So, right. if I could have yeah. you know one of each, I, I just it just makes me giggle. Uh, it's just fun to play with. And I I laugh because you know we we hit the rock quarries and the sand quarries on a daily basis, and they are nothing but CB. You will not find a rock quarry or a sand quarry anywhere that is running anything greater than a CB. And I just kind of laugh because you know you might have a rock quarry that's just right down the road. And you cannot communicate back and forth to find out, hey, what material do you have over here compared to that? You know, what's your what's your moisture content or anything? You have to just drive there in your truck with your CB and then ask them. Yeah, that, CB is like the old school, but truckers are still tried and true. Man, they love it. Very cool. So. Uh, I, I, as again, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, all you guys are doing GMRS. Uh, Chuck, you said you also do CB. Uh, do, Wendy, mm-hmm. do you do anything besides GMRS? Uh, ham, but we used to, we started with CB, but we went away from it because the majority of the people that we were reeling with didn't have them. So we ended up with GRMS just because it's easier. Everybody seems to be able to get that and mm-hmm. be able to communicate. Yeah, I like GMRS a lot. It's very... Uh, two meter, seventy centimeter ish. Uh, that uh, is uh, a popular popular bands on uh, uh, pop- 
somebody's sending me some information here um very popular things uh, on uh, on ham radio well it's my tar- time to talk about what's up with chuck and i'll be honest with you guys i haven't done a damn thing like it's <laughs> it's just been you know, i bet you I have mean, done uh, more than 10 people that you know <laughs> you know i mean every once in a while in a jeeper's life you know you you just kind of sit back at the last week and you go where the hell did the week go and and we we come out of graduations and family coming over and you know this that and the other and you know i'll be honest with you you know tony's like hey you got to talk about what you did this last week and i shit oh dear man like this last weekend i um I didn't do a damn thing. So, do you, you remember know? the I mean, movie? We, uh, what was it? Uh, the Ray Milan movie, uh, Lost Weekend. I think that's what it was. What it was called? Do you remember that one? No, <laughs> no, I don't watch television. We talked uh, about this. Is from Let's the forties. What the hell? That? Oh, Jesus, tits. <laughs> no, I. You know, I I really wanted to uh, this last Saturday. I, I'm I'm at that point where it's like, okay, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm kind of itching. You know, I've got a good idea what I want to do, and you know, Saturday rolled around, and it's like, well, you know, I mean, business is business, and uh, we had to go down to the dealership and get another work truck, and oh, you know, we're bless your there. heart, <laughs> yeah, that's, whatever. That's so you're not rough. The writing the check. <laughs> yeah, you're not the one writing the check. I don't care. It's still cool you to know, get a new vehicle. <laughs> well, I didn't get it. I've never driven it. You know, you the guy showed up with me and you buy the freaking truck and he drives off and you don't see it another you know ever again but uh i i did get to hang out in a, in a hellcat and uh i thought Ooh, oh, i'll no, say nothing he did nothing <laughs> I, he, I really, he did something I, in that I, hellcat yeah <laughs> amen sister no I, I i looked at the guy and i was like you know how many of these trucks do i own can you throw one of these in and he just, you pull bruce, out your bruce, punch card <laughs> <laughs> yes i bought 10 bruce i get one free punch my card damn it give me a hellcat <laughs> bruce is the manager and he's like that's not how it works chuck i'm like damn it Pardon. you know that well, does not sound like way. customer satisfaction no today. it's not customer satisfaction <laughs> right right yeah so i mean we um it's just you know, and, and any jeeper knows this you know it's just every once in a while just not a damn thing happens and I'm I'm itching like I I'm I'm real itching I I'm excited for the show or not the show the 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 trip that's coming up you know I mean um, yeah it's gonna be fun. my wife and I we're going camping our, ourselves and in, in the jeep and but we just life is just freaking getting in the way right now man true story so you're towing it's, the it's, it's, you're towing your jeep down right I mean you're gonna bring it down on yeah. the is it a flatbed or on the back of a, a trailer on the uh, the Dodge. Well, um, I I really wanted just to bring my truck down, which is the 1996 Ford uh, F350. It's um, it's got a custom made bed on it for the Jeep mm-hmm. that so the Jeep drives up on the bed. It's kind of like a tow truck, but it's not a tow truck. You know, right. it's just a a custom made truck. And my wife said absolutely not <laughs> because it's a 1996 Ford, and I'm I'm a cowboy man. Like I don't care. Like I'll uh, bounce it down sounds the road. Pretty, yeah, it sounded pretty cool to me. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I wasn't driving 20 hours in it though. Right. So uh, we're just going to take one of the little goosenecks. You know, I think the, I th- think the gooseneck that we have is like a 35 footer. It's it's not that big, and uh, we'll we'll put the jeep, the little baby, you know, 11 foot be- 11 foot jeep on a 35 foot trailer, 
and mm-hmm. uh, we'll drag it down there in the in the red truck which is my my work truck but it's got you know air ride suspension so that's what my wife likes she wants she wants softy soft sure, so. she, she wants comfort and you know what she should have comfort yeah. and and i i'm actually thinking we're going to bring red dog which is oh, good it's very oh it's so big for our family to bring one of our ranch dogs in public and um it's because i mean if anyone any of the listeners go back um you know jay he he uh jay passed away last year mm-hmm. and we really haven't been away from red dog um since then we've done some california runs but he was always here with josh you know our, our son and one of the cowboys or whatever but we're getting into that season that red dog will be by himself so it's like okay we're gonna bring him but we're gonna have to put a collar on him which red dog doesn't really know what a collar is so we might have to start training him this week and he's very very i mean he's a red healer right he's a cow dog so he's incredibly intelligent so i think he's going to understand it i'm a little afraid that um maybe some people will want to pet him which you don't really pet a cow dog uh, cow right. dogs don't really like people what if you move so, before you pet, try to pet him okay, will that work no <laughs> right i i actually tell everybody that if you pretend that red dog doesn't exist he won't bite you exactly. like, he will not he because <laughs> he is trained you do not bite unless we tell you to yeah. to, to get him you know to get him up and um, but he'll go around and he'll sniff people and stuff like that. And if you pretend that there is no dog around, red dog is totally cool. The second you put your hand down, he will stand his ground and he will get ready. Cause it, that's an aggressive move to him. So I, I just, I don't know. It, it, well, it's it's uh, the shitty part being out here, you know, like the dogs just don't, they don't get it, you know? Yeah. I have a suggestion for you on the collar. Um, you might yeah. consider a harness yeah. instead since he's not been on a collar because he'll, I think you will get, he'll it'll be easier, himself. it'll be easier for him. And then you guys aren't dragging on his mm-hmm. neck, trying to you know, hold him back because he's excited or whatever. But a right. harness might be a way to start. At least it'll be easier I, on everybody. Yeah, I, I remember, I mean, this is years ago, probably, oh, I want to say three or four or five years ago, we were in actually Kansas City, Missouri. And we were building a, I don't know, building a hotel or a school or something. And Jay was with me because Jay, of course, was my service dog. So he just went everywhere with me. And we had a, a, we were in a hotel or some damn thing. And I walked in and Jay also didn't have a collar. And Jay just listened to me. So we walked in into this hotel and there was some very plump, you know, person sitting behind the, <laughs> the, uh, the counter. And she was you know incredibly upset that you know how dare did i bring a dog in that wasn't you know completely like in a prison and right and and she and i was walking to the um to the elevator and she was like sir you need to like you know harness your dog or leash your dog and i kind of looked at her and then right then the elevator opened up and there was like this little yappy dog that was on this like little pencil string mm-hmm. you know like uh collar thingy and it was just yipping and yapping and i remember jay looking at it like what in the world is this little rat dude i'm in the big city now right and i looked at jay and i was like you know come here and he he came here and he sat down and i looked at the gal behind the counter and i said my voice is my leash and right then you know the the elevator doors shut and it was (laughs) like uh, mic drop mic drop because that's that's how a good a good handler and a good dog should be like you don't 
need to have a freaking yeah. leash. Well, the, the leash and the harness is for everybody else's uh, feelings. Uh, it, well, it's kind of like certain, it's kind of like concealed carry as opposed to open carry. But there are certain counties right. and or states or cities that requires no absolutely. a dog to be on a leash. Yeah. So if you're traveling through different states, you could have an well, issue. It, as you know, it, it was a, it was one hundred percent a law in Kansas City, Missouri, one hundred percent. And I gave them the giant middle finger. Like, absolutely not. I don't put my kids on a leash, and my dog is one of my ch- children. And I, I walked all over that damn place when we were building that whatever the hell it was. Actually, I think it was a trucking hub. And it, every once in a while, someone would give me hell, and I would just do like a finger. Like, there, there's sometimes with, with a cow dog that you can do just a you don't have to like whistle or tell them anything. You can do a hand signal and they'll listen and you just do a hand signal to your dog and you look at the person like, yeah, I'm pretty sure my dog is going to listen way more than your child. So whatever. But <laughs> So I, I don't know. We're probably going to bring him to Texas, which is uh, red dog. That's going to be a big, big deal. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, just, I'm glad you're doing and it. Red dog, red dog, Red Dog, I think, really needs to get out in public a little bit more because he's so he doesn't leave the ranch that often. So it'll it'll be good for his soul too, you know, just to kind of get out there and have a good time. Well, he'll think it's great. He's getting to go someplace with you guys. Yeah, and um, you know, he's he's actually learning how to get up in the CJ five. Um, the CJ five is really short to the ground because it's stock. So, but I don't have any restraints for him in the back seat. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You well, know, and, going and back to the harness and a, and a, a leash, that would uh, take care of that. The only downside of that would be is if you rolled it over. Well, they on right. those harnesses will attach. There's a, while you're getting the harness, just look and see. <laughs> while you're because, in there. Yeah, while you're in there. Um, there's a, like a connector from the seat belt, uh, actual seat belt mm-hmm. that you can just hook into. It's like a short lead, if you will. And then that snaps onto your harness, which would be good for him in the back seat, and then, or wherever you're going to put him, and then you have him connected automatically. And it's not it's not too expensive either. So, so I can see uh, Chuck uh, coming out of uh, PetSmart uh, this week because he's getting stuff for <laughs> for the dog, and it's going to be he's going to have a pillow, he's going to have a little <laughs> feathery bed, he's going to have a harness with. Uh, <laughs> With, an uh, attachment with, for the seatbelt. Yeah, with attachment for the seatbelt and uh, uh, a little uh, squeaky toy uh, or two. And uh, he's going gonna to be have, carrying all this stuff out because he just course, loves his dog so much. Of course, if you do it my so, way, then you just put a crate in there and put him in a crate. <laughs> you That's gotta, how he rides because no, he's safe. You got a Jeep crate, uh, Chuck. Oh, and, and yeah. remind no. me, I have the bottom of the Jeep crate. I don't know if you've used that for firewood yet or not, but I didn't give you the bottom part of it. I'll bring the bottom part of it. Uh, with me uh, this year and then you can uh, have the whole thing i'm still giggling at the fact you guys think i have seat belts (laughs) there's there's no seat belts in these jeeps like what are you talking about giving you suggestions right there's people listening going what do i do for my dog man you have to have a seat belt so you can keep your stomach from rubbing on the steering wheel is that what they're for? Oh, <laughs> it's not wrong. I'm a CJ5. Like, I, my belly does hit the biggest steering wheel. <laughs> well, that was yeah, a, that I, was I, a I, lot of talking for nothing to talk about, Chuck. That's right. Damn, he had a lot to talk about. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, we can bullshit with the best of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of that. From the mind of Nikki G. 
Hey, this is Nikki G, and you guys mentioned if you owned a Jeep Cherokee from 2013 to 2016 to park it outside that it might catch on fire. Well, I've owned a Cherokee between the years of 2013 and 2016, and uh, I never have to worry about it catching on fire because it's a 96. No, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that a lazy baby kangaroo can also be known as a pouch potato. Yeah, I didn't say it was going to be a funny one. I bet Wendy's <laughs> laughing over that. Boys and girls, I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. I'll give that one a 25% more funny. I like yeah, that. He actually, actually does me keep too the well. the backseat in so Nikki G <laughs> Yeah, Nikki G can hang out with Red Dog in the back. I'm just thinking he's just trying to get him bit. Be careful, Nikki G. That's it. Don't touch him, Nikki G. Just don't approach him. Act like he's not there. <laughs> hey, this Friday's interview is with Todd Taylor of Trails Off-Road. And this is tomorrow, so that's uh, that's how close this is. Uh, it's a great trail app to help you navigate even when you don't have internet service. You know where Chuck is always at. Just go to the trailsoffroad.com a website or application on the, one of the Play Stores. And uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can get 25% off your one-year subscription of Trails Off-Road. Trailsoffroad.com. Try it out today. All right, uh, Chuck. I can't remember. You have uh, you have rock lights on the, or you used to have rock lights on the scrambler, didn't you? They're still there. Yeah. Well, we I thought you had. To, I thought you peeled them off because of all the breaking, tearing down, and stuff. Did you leave them on the tub? Uh, well, mine are actually attached to the frame because I oh. didn't get the little lick 'em, stick 'em type lights. Mine are actually tractor lights that we bolted to the frame. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have the money for lick 'em, stick 'em high-end lights so we just yeah. went down to tractor supply and and bought uh tractor lights yeah magnet magnets are a pretty uh, damned impressive new invention so uh, i understand yes. what you mean <laughs> yeah. so uh you're just using uh tractor lights then are, are they white yellow yeah. yes uh mine are just clear all white bright light and uh you, you nothing have fancy light, just you what have, you need like, to see is, is what you're saying that's right yeah that yep, nothing sense. fancy uh, I've got red, yellow, uh, white, uh, off-white, and mauve. Of course, of course you. Of course of you. Of course you do. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. So I have nine hundred seven different lights. Good job, Tony. Oh, and I meant to ask you, Wendy. Do you and Bill have uh, any rock lights on your on your vehicle? Um, I'm trying to think exactly because I know he's added a few lights, but I there might be just a like one on each fender well. Of the front. I don't think we even have them on the back. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. So you can see the rocks uh, climbing over them on the front tires. Yeah, for R- the most part, we just, we just turn off all everything, other lights, and go see. Especially if we're wheeling at night. You know, you don't really need them. So. Amen, sis. Mm-hmm. Preach it, sister. Please, dear God, preach it more, please. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, but they're so they're so He's, nice at night. And, and <laughs> the, frankly, they look damn nice in pictures when you're taking them for, well, for social media. Well, they do. Yeah, that is true. But... I mean, there is a purpose for them, obviously, to help you see, but I don't know. And there's it's, another purpose. You can actually use them to work on certain things that break because you have a light, like, like right there with a uh, an axle, a uh, wheel bearing axle. I'm not axle, wheel bearing assembly or something. Yes. It makes it real easy to change that, or I will say easier. Uh, and, and then you can stop uh, hearing Bill go, put the light where I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> I know Bill would never do that. 
Um, so uh, I uh, actually, uh, Bill, uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, team member Bill started this thing with the KC Cyclone V2 LED uh, lights. Um, and they are the one of the, th- the two of the things I always worried about is are they bright enough because it's it's a pain in the ass to put lights on the bottom of something and they're just not bright enough to light up what you want them to do. So when Bill uh, he actually had another set of lights I think they were um, not lumens I can't remember what they're called but it's a, it's a popular brand and uh, he didn't like them because they weren't very bright they were magnetically attached though which frankly, has always scared the hell out of me, especially any light that, that costs very much money. Do I really want to uh, trust a magnet holding it on and not get it dropped down and tur- t- uh, torn up in a wheel or across a rock or something? Uh, but uh, Bill was doing this with his uh, Cyclone V2, so I decided to do the same thing with mine. And yes, I've had my Gladiator out on a Metal Masher, and I have bounced it around on shelves. And all the lights are still there, and all of them are still working. Now, I have about nine uh, of these uh, Cyclone V2 KC uh, LED lights. And uh, as I was alluding to before, I've got a couple of red ones. I've got a couple of, I think I've got four, white, five white ones and uh, two yellow ones. So I have a nice combination. And I will warn you guys, whenever I say color, it's not, you don't buy different lights. They're all the same. You put on different lenses. So I put on a couple of red lenses on the one on, on the back. So if I wanted to turn them on when I was going down the road, just for messing around or whatever, I would at least be legal in a in a, a fashion. I don't know if it would really be legal or not, but at least the the, the red lights in the back would be red and not white or yellow, uh, uh, leading to a uh, a pullover or something. So, but I'll tell you this: the red lights has a great color red, but they're very very dark and they're very hard to see. So I'm either going to change the lenses back to white or yellow because I've got plenty of those, uh, or I will have to add uh, maybe two more uh, of these cyclones back there right next to the ones I already have so I can make the red bright enough for you to actually see it except on the darkest nights. Mm-hmm. Now, on the third annual Jeep Talk Show uh, Off-Road Event, Texas, coming up on June 3rd this week, you may just have enough time <laughs> if you ordered them earlier in the week, certainly not today, <laughs> so that you can have these and install them on your uh, Jeep for our night wheeling. Uh, planning on having some good fun. We did the night wheeling last year on TRO. It was uh, it was That's very it was very sad to see that Chuck couldn't get up TRO. Everybody else did, but Jesus, but we understand. Oh my gosh, she had to bring that up again. Jeez. <laughs> But yeah, here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. The pictures. Somebody took some sexy pictures of my scrambler all lit up. I think I did. I mean, those. It looked good. Those. That's freaking pictures. Because I had all fancy rock lights and all this other bullshit I put on that piece of crap. And it, it looked good. I, I mean, like the scrambler. It. I like the scrambler. And, and fortunately, I didn't get the pictures of it being winched up uh, to where I took that shot a little bit. <laughs> it never got fucking winched up. <laughs> He's never, never going to let you live it down. <laughs> That's it. I'm taking, well, it's, I'm it's, it's, it's I'm me. Send that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's me and it's me and John Lee because John Lee gives a hard time about it too. <laughs> okay, so Chuck, I'll tell you and what. Next, listen, next time Tony comes out to California, because we're going to get him here sometime. I'll put him through some stuff. We'll get him some interesting right. things, and then you can tease him about some stuff. How about that? Amen, sister. What, what Amen. didn't I? What didn't Let's I go over whenever we were there before? Well, you haven't been over some of the more difficult stuff. I mean, Gold Mountain is tough, but not that tough. 
Yeah, I didn't. I, I mean, I thought it was a, it was a lot of fun. And it's it a, was like, a lot of fun. And like I've always said, it's a it's a lot more fun when it's not your Jeep. That's right. You're driving something else already set up. It was awesome. I, I don't have to worry about driving this home. <laughs> well, I'll make sure you're taken care of, Tony. I promise. So anyway, uh, I really like the the KC V2 lights. I'm sure there's some good ones coming out there. I think, uh, I, and I think it's okay for me to talk about this. I think that Tyree Lights is going to be coming out with some, and uh, those are going to be so bright you can literally levit- levitate your Jeep just on the light beams. <laughs> just on the lights, yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, sadly, these are nice lights, but sadly they're kind of pricey. Uh, you can get these from several places, including Amazon, and currently on Amazon they're thirty one dollars and ninety nine cents a piece Ooh. yeah now you can save a bit of money if you buy them in a pack i and it's up to you and your electrical abilities uh, i did not buy the wiring harness i made my own and i mean i had a bunch of wire i had fuses i had everything i needed to make the harness myself and the neat thing about making the harness myself is it's it's a customized length uh for the gladiator so uh, I, I just got the lights. I think it was 120 bucks uh, for six lights. Uh, that price may be more now. Uh, and uh, but I really like them. I, I completely uh, recommend them. And uh, yeah, I mean you'll see them on uh, uh, on uh, Bill's lights on his uh, uh, 392GLU. You'll see them on John Lee's uh, JKU, and you'll see them on the 2021 uh, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator. All at the third annual Jeep Talk Show Off Road Texas event this year, June 3rd, tomorrow from the release date of this episode. Actually, it's not tomorrow. It's the day after tomorrow, but damn close to tomorrow. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Well, it's always a little sad when we end the trail, but there's always another trail to ride just down the road. Jeep Talk Show has four episodes a week, and every once in a while, there'll be a fifth one in there with Wendy. Tuesday through Friday, and Wendy would be on Monday. Subscribe and never miss an episode. Speaking of subscribing, consider keeping the Jeep Talk Show on air by subscribing to the show via Patreon, which is a thingy that you can get and pay for it. (laughs) The place to go for all the information, how to subscribe, and how to contact us at jeeptalkshow.com backslash contact. So do skid plates help protect the Jeep or just make you feel better about that scraping noises that you hear? (laughs) Broadcasting since 2010.